you're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Uh-uh, who said that? Girl, you a damn lie. Take care. Hey, man, what's going on, Playboy? All right, I see you. You better get out of my face before I knock the black. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It's your girl, Hadia Robinson, back once again. I couldn't even get all the way through it, but knock the black off. Remember that was a real ass threat? Oh, my God. Um... So uh, shout out to all the black mamas that have tried to knock the black off of their children. I mean, but not in a, that sounded like I'm pro-abuse. I'm not pro-abuse. I'm pro-spanking. I've had this conversation before. I was just talking to talking to a friend about it. Very much pro-spanking along with punishment. You don't just get your ass whooped and still go back to your abundance of toys. No. You get a spanking and then you go into like what's considered jail, like all nothing but books. You can't go outside. You can't get on TV. You can't watch TV, get on the computer. None of that. Your ass is sitting in a room reading books. So, um, but shout out to all the people that got that black knocked off of them. And, um, you know, they live to tell about it. And they also went on to do great things. <laughs> Like, I can tell people who have never, like, a parent hasn't either threatened to knock the black off of them or hasn't actually done it because they're messed up. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell they're pieces of shit. Like, low-key, like, they're just horrible people. But anyway, like, Brett Kavanaugh, you could tell he never, you know, black, white, you know, he never had a for real adequate ass whooping for the people who saw the hearings and, um... Just watch, you know, and I just want to send uh, thoughts and prayers <laughs> to everybody with some sense who watched the hearings and really just saw not just how um, how ridiculous the whole the whole thing was, but actually watched it and just saw how how partisan Republicans are and not just that they are partisan they've been partisan they've always been partisan since Barack Obama got voted in they legit like I say it all the time when I think it was the turtle face dude Mitch McConnell was like this president has to fail if that's not the most partisan un-American thing to say ever period right but then when Democrats are now stepping up and saying no there's something wrong with this dude he has sexual assault allegations I feel like this. You're going for the Supreme Court. You can't even have an allegation. Like, no, I don't, I don't care. I don't want you to have a possible allegation. I don't want somebody who have people coming forward and not just saying, oh, this happened to me, but also other people that are close to them and friends to them saying, well, I don't want to say nothing about it. What? Huh? Nah, that don't even seem, that seemed real shady. And that seemed like um, somebody needs to do further investigation. You know, not, like anyway, but <sighs> that's just what it is. Um, but back once again, I'm a little late. I apologize. I am actively and seriously working on trying to get a my pilot 
written. So a lot of my free time is going to that. And I'm not going to lie. I finally got caught up on a Bobby Brown story and it is sad. Like, first of all, BET, once again, they came through. I'm late. So, you know, this is a black ass, late, late ass review, but you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And if you didn't see the Bobby Brown story, I don't want to hear shit about, oh my God, girl, why you spoiling it, bitch? <laughs> bitch, please. So, um, and of course, I, I was having a discussion with my friends that I was watching it with last night that, you know, it, it of course is coming from Bobby Brown's point of view. So it's going to be kind of like stated in his light to put him in a certain light. So I get that. When I tell my life story about my podcast, <laughs> I'm going to be like, I record it every week. <laughs> I always got the episode out on time. It was like every Friday. <laughs> mm, that don't make no damn sense. But that's just, that is human nature to always kind of retell a story from a certain way. That's why... Most of the time when people break up or friendships fall apart is one person's story is the other person's story. And then it's what really happened. Cause everybody's going to be like, I ain't even do nothing. Then you like side eye and this shit. Then you talk to another person. I ain't even do. That's just, we, you know, for, for the most part, we try to put ourselves in a certain light because we're either looking for sympathy or we're trying to look like we weren't the biggest asshole. Right? So, just with that in mind, you already know how Bobby Brown is going to tell this story, right? But um, I think the actress did a phenomenal job. And then when you pull up, like, the pictures of the real people, it's like, oh, come on, casting? I don't know who casted this shit, but they were on point. On point. The girl that played Janet, she didn't necessarily look like Janet, but she served me Janet, right? Um, the LA and LA Reed and Babyface, they didn't look nothing like them, but the shit was hilarious enough and I appreciated it, right? Like they just gave you that time period, their outfits, their hair. It was like, oh, that curl, come on now. That was an 80s curl. Not that I remember curls like that, because you know, <laughs> okay, right? Um, I was more in the asymmetrical time period. No, I'm just playing. But them cur that curl, baby, and the and the <laughs> them sports jackets, those little dress jackets they had on the Patty Labelle sport coat line. <laughs> Yo, dudes was straight in shoulder pads back in the day. Wow. But not even just that, like. The dude that played Bobby Brown, I mean, he did a great job in the original movie, but they just, they did that. It was a couple of things that just made me like realize people who get a certain level of stardom, if you don't deal with whatever your past issues are, that you're going to fuck up and you're going to repeat those issues more over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um... But shout out to the girl that played Whitney because listen, I was sitting there, I was like, she is giving me just the way she was talking like this because you know sometimes Whitney just be 
talking like this and just da 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 uh 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 right she i remember whitney doing that and i'm telling you she must have went through hours of whitney houston game tape you hear me like if you ever played a sport that basic game tape is like after the game you go through and watch what you did wrong and where you fucked up or you watch the other team prior to you playing them like okay this their point guard does this da 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 so make sure you look out for this is the play they run like you Go through game tape. She went through some game damn tape. You hear me? Damn, you hear? Sidebar, this microphone. <laughs> okay. Listen, this microphone just picked up a dude on a motorcycle going between 25 and 35 miles an hour heading southeast. <laughs> Two streets over. This microphone is the shit. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so yeah, and apologies, sidebar, apologies last week, the microphone, the levels, I'm still learning about levels and stuff like that. You know, it is what it is. Cause you know, I didn't have Teddy Riley in the booth to like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so, um, let me see, whatever I'm going to start. Um, okay. I'll start here. So I'll just start with some Facebook shenanigans, right? So this post was going around Facebook for the people that's still on Facebook, all the aunties and uncles, woo woo, that's still on Facebook. Like all the young people be like, um, who on Facebook? Bitch, we on Facebook. The aunts and the uncles, we out here, Facebooking our ass off, all kind of groups and shit, <laughs> secret groups, getting kicked out of groups. Posting raggedy shit, DMing, DMing our old high school crushes and shit. Talk about, yo, what happened to us? <laughs> uh, man, I'm going to tell you, I used to always have a crush. Get out of here, Javon. You did not have no fucking crush on me. You tried to blaze every girl in my whole crew. Now you all in my inbox. Sir, get out of here. But you can send me your dick, though. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that, that ain't what I I'm just saying that that's probably stuff that people be saying in the DMs. What? Cuz it it goes down in the Oh, I was such an auntie just now. Anyway. Auntie life. Whoop whoop. Anyway. Um so there's this post going around Facebook. It's a picture of a letter with um a few hundred dollar bills, approximately $400 bills. And some Magnum condoms. And the letter says, babe, I know you worked hard all week. So I'm giving you a break this weekend. Live your best life. Life. <laughs> lice. That's probably what's going to happen. Like pubic lice. <clears throat> Live your best life. Have fun. P.S. Call me Monday. All right. So here's the thing. I don't know what dude wrote up this letter. And put this money down. But sir, you are fooling no one. First of all, there's a few clues that told me this shit is fake as hell. Which is, okay, fake news. I get it. That's what fake. But it's the Russians, y'all. The Russians put this post up, right? But it was a couple of clues that let me know this shit is not real. Okay? Number one. It didn't say, have fun, love, Keisha, Trinise, Deborah, Pamela, you know, Asia, none of that was on here. It's just have fun, okay? <sighs> Who's Who wrote this letter? Like, don't nobody sign the letter without signing the letter, right? If I put some money on the table, 
um, and I put down exactly $400 bills, you damn right, I'm signing my name. Sign sincerely with warmest regards. Live your best. No, I'm not going to just put down $400 and not put down my actual name. And it's not even like it was photoshopped out of the picture. It just said, have fun. P.S. Call me Monday. <sighs> I mean, I get it because... I'm sure this picture was like forwarded 7 million times. I saw it all across my timeline. But we don't believe you. We need more people, right? Um, And then it was like Magnum condoms on the, it was only four Magnum condoms specifically on this, in this picture. So I'm thinking, hmm, first off, if my man wears a Magnum condom and really wears a Magnum condom, not that just he putting it on, but it's mad space and air pockets in there. I'm talking about he put it on like a brand new pair of socks. Like he got to stretch it out for he pull it all the way up. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> I don't want that. Anyway, what I'm saying is if that was the case, I'm not sending him nowhere to go get nothing from nobody else. Like unless it's Oprah. Now, if Oprah is want that, She's going to get it and he's going to bring mama what some checks or we all moving over to Oprah's house. But what I'm not going to do is send you out to a prostitute with four raggedy ass condoms to go do what? And four condoms ain't enough because I'm going to need you to put two condoms on in the first place. Like sidebar, why aren't there condom draws? Like I feel like at this point condoms should be something you pull on like a box of brief underwear. <laughs> right. I mean, why are we not fully protecting this situation? Why is it just going on this? First of all, condoms roll down. They're not all the way. They don't stay in place. And Lord forbid you got on a condom that don't fit. Sirs with a S. Sirs. Um, that mug is sliding all around. It's juices going places that, you know, I don't particularly necessarily need the juices. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like we, everybody needs to be fully covered in that region. Like to, to like boxer brief draws, not all the way down to the middle of your thigh, but at least down like three quarters of your thigh. Like, so think about, Think about the draws that Chippendale dancers be wearing, right? The shiny ones. I'm trying to think of what I've seen with the dude. But you get what I'm saying, right? It's not like the full boxer brief, but it's like the short boxer brief. But it's covering the butt cheeks. It's covering the thigh. It's covering all that hair right there. So whatever little critter is living in there, that shit is just going to be in a sauna for however long this little situation goes down, right? Um, and I feel like it. you should be able to put the penis into... The, the the portion of it where the penis should go and then you pull it up like draws and then we're all basically right so whatever juices is getting is the juices is just going on there and it's just juices you know what I'm saying and maybe for the female it's the same thing you take it but in reverse it's like plugging in a microphone cord like the female to the it's the same thing so maybe on the female you wear the the condom draws but maybe it's a hole right there or you put the thing in like a dot I don't know I don't have all the answers 
<laughs> I just know if I'm sending my man out to quote unquote have a good weekend, I'm sending him with a pair of them condom draws. How about that? Right? Just a thought. So, um, so there's that part. And then it's just like in the in the event that this is even true, right? In the event that some woman in this magical land that men brains live in, if she just decided her man and like what constitutes a good week? I mean, a hard week. I know you worked hard all week. Uh, okay. I worked hard all, hard all week too. Now, granted, listen, if I'm up in this house and I ain't got to pay no bills and you do everything and we, you own a multi-million dollar corporation and I got access to your jet and I can go and do whatever I want to do, sir, by all means, you know what? God damn it. You just got that acquisition. You just, this merger just went through. You better get in them streets and get some, you go right now. I, I already packed your bag. Don't even worry about it. But why am I giving you money for that? Because I feel like you worked hard all week. That means you got the money to go hold yourself. Like, why do I got to give you whole funds? Right? You know what I'm saying? And so, to, so the top of it, all of it off, the caption of the picture was like, I need to get me a her. Sir, first of all, I'm just going to say it. Most of y'all dudes don't even do enough to deserve a her like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you really doing in your whole last life, in your relationship where you deserve a woman to say, and do y'all really want your woman to say, oh, here, you can go out and fuck other people for the weekend, have fun, bye. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I send my man out to go get some, to go have sex with other women on the weekend, that's because I want to spend the weekend with my other man. Okay. So for all the dudes that saw this, like you damn right. That's what I'm talking. I just, I, I envision men reading this and hitting it home. Bruh, you, I, yo, you see this shit? That's what I'm talking about. I be telling Lisa, she out here on some bullshit. I'm saying I'm working mad hard. But meanwhile, Lisa got two jobs too. Sir, you don't get to fuck other people and then act like I'm supposed to reward you for going to your one ass job. Meanwhile, I'm still working. Uh, no bitch. You get to fuck other bitches and you get to go and be in these streets and shit if I don't have to work. Okay? If I don't have to do a motherfucking thing but get my ass up, go to my yoga Pilates stretch class where I'm fucking my trainer come back home take me a quick shower then I need to get a, a wind down massage where I'm fucking my masseuse and then I need to go and have my little midday lunch uh, Prosecco girls meeting book club where I'm probably fucking somebody at the book club like, I just feel like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want so I don't care what you're doing okay otherwise Shit like this is dumb and it's putting, giving people the wrong idea about what relationships are supposed to be because y'all motherfuckers is bugging. And so I just want to say to all the fellas who looked at this shit and got excited like, man, why my girl don't do shit like that? Because you ain't the nigga that deserved that. This has been a black ass public public. <laughs> Anyway, um, so if you missed it, rap is officially dead. There is a little rap, a rapper, rapper boy. <laughs> this is where rap is now. There's a rapper boy. His name is Lil Zan, Zan. like I'm assuming Xanax because, you know, white people do shit like that, right? So, um, 
It was recently reported that he went to the hospital for eating too many flaming hot Cheetos. Um, you know, I just, let me just say this. Um, for the most part, white people have bastardized what rap and hip hop is. Okay. Granted, I know some of y'all are like, oh my God, Eminem and Eminem and I fucks with M too, but some of that shit is mad corny. So fine. Okay. But this new crop of white rapper dudes, first of all, there's no true connection to what hip hop is. They are, it is so perverse what they're doing because they're just taking this goofy ass model that was created at some point that this is what rap is. A bunch of dudes with fucking face tattoos and crazy ass hair and gold teeth and they're being promoted and pumped in the mainstream as this is what rap is. This is the new crop of, right? So you get the you get the XL magazine and the freshmen, the whole little freshman class of rappers, but they all look cookie cutter as shit. They all sound exactly the same. And now do they overdosing on hot Cheetos? Like it's like they're taking what they what has been promoted as the rap game, right? This this goofy, this fucking stupid ass. Okay. It's like they it's like they they take this fucking model. Do you remember back in the day when you used to get the paper dial and then you could take the little you can um perforated outfit, you pop it out and then you can just clamp a little outfit on. I'm going all the way the fuck back right now, right? That's what I think rap is now. So they take some fucking white boy out of fucking, you know, some trailer park somewhere. And they're like, okay, perfect. He's got a sketchy past. Somebody in your family done crystal meth. Perfect. You addicted to crystal meth. Great. We're going to get you off the crystal meth. We're going to get you onto some high quality drugs. We're going to get you some fucking perks. We're going to get you. What did that future song say? Percocet, Molly and Percocet. Great. We're going to get you fucking high on per Molly and Percocet for the next six months. That way you have a very you know, genuine core understanding of what that feels like. We're going to have you just fucking writing raps. We're going to get you a couple of face tattoos. We're going to put these goofy ass gold teeth in your mouth. We're going to put this stupid ass outfit. We're going to tie your hair in string and put all kind of dumb ass colors in it. And we're going to tattoo your hands and your neck and your in your chest and in your back. We're going to put all these dumbass tattoos on you. And then you're going to say these fucking words. And for the next three years, we're going to put you on the road. We're going to put you with, we're going to put you with Migos. We're going to have you open for Migos. We're going to have you with Drake. We're going to have, we're going to do all this promotional shit. We're going to feed you hot Tito's till your fucking stomach explode. And then after a successful run of maybe three, two to three years, maybe it's the window now. Two to three years when you fucking flame out. Next thing you know, you're getting your tattoos removed. You're getting your teeth out. And now you fucking man in the woods with a guitar. You know what I mean? But meanwhile, it's actual people out here who can't fucking rap. And who are not getting a shot. Because they're not, they're not, you know, they don't fit this cookie cutter model. Oh, he too old. Or, you know, they're not cute enough. They're not young enough. They're not marketable enough. Nobody's going to believe. You know what I'm saying? When rap 
And hip hop essentially is about a message. You know, that pain and, and the shit, the struggle of those lyrics come from a real ass place. Now this shit is not even, it's not even remotely real. It's not even remotely like believable what the fuck is going on. It's so stupid. It has no connection to, it's not grounded in anything real at all. It's just, it's basically being, we're being lulled by, a, it's a lullaby, right? You've seen the videos of the baby crying fucking nuts. <laughs> then the, somebody give them a fucking, you know, they're playing some some fucking right? And the baby just holding the phone like, yeah, like, yay, I feel so much better now, right? And this is what the fuck rap is. Like, And I said that white people are bastardizing it. So it's not, and I don't blame the little white kids that's doing it because they're just trying to get on. They're trying to get their coins. They're being selected and they're, they're going to say, no, um, actually, uh, no, they're going to go and they're going to get that motherfucking coin, period. Uh, why wouldn't they? Hell, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at them. I'm talking about the industry, this music industry, the, the people who are running r the rap business. It ain't black people. Trust and believe. It ain't got... Black people have no actual hand in what the fuck is happening. As much as people want to be like, well, why? I don't think, I don't truly think, let me, let me think about that. How do I feel? What am I really? Yeah, I don't think so. I think when it really comes to, when it really gets down to the core of who is controlling the rap business, but it ain't black people. It's not in no way. Nope. Not at all. And I, you know how I know that? Because if it was, there would be a, a much more diverse layout of actual rap that you can listen to. It wouldn't just be these goofy ass little kids. And I don't want to, you know, I don't mean to sound like the fucking angry ass aunt, you know, like I remember when it was the hip, the hop, the hippie to the hippie to hip hop. That's what I grew up on. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying. I'm talking about rap that had an actual message that told a story that gave you life, that gave you a journey, that really gave you some insight into what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? That gave you a little bit of party, gave you a little bit of message, gave you a little bit of introspection, gave you, it just gave you the whole gambit. Now this shit is just, hey, pull the titties out, bitch, bend it open, bust it open for the dead eye, what, huh? <sighs> You know, and I'm just like, what is my choice now? I, I got to listen to old ass shit or, you know what I mean? Uh, and granted, it has its place. Don't get me wrong. If I'm fucked up in a club and I'm high, I absolutely want to hear this trash ass shit. But if I'm sitting down trying to vibe on, I don't want to hear it. If I'm sitting up and I'm, you know, if I'm, if I really want to hear lyrics, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear that shit. I don't know what these little fuck ass kids is. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm turning to an old ass lady. Anyway, the boy overdosed on some hot Cheetos. That's where we at in the game, y'all. Just so y'all know, hot Cheetos is taking your favorite rapper. Damn near taking them out. It ain't, you know what I mean? I guess maybe that's better than a West Coast, East Coast beef. It's just motherfuckers trying to see how many hot Cheetos they can eat and what the weakest one gonna fall. <laughs> That's the new rap battle now. Motherfuckers eating hot Cheetos. <laughs> R.I.P. Lil Zane. Yo, <laughs> he got to 273 hot Cheetos and it took him out, yo. <laughs> we lost the great one. Like, oh God. Anyway, 
Um, and then anyway, I, I, anyway, because maybe I'm being self right. I might be being self righteous. I might be, I might be doing the most. I might be back in my day, but I just really feel like we've, we've gone so far away from quality that it's just, it's like, if you do this, these five dumbass things, if you put on this outfit, put this in your mouth, put tattoo your face in three different places, then boom, we'll, we'll, you know, lay the world in front of you for female rappers. If your titties is out, if you get a fake butt, if you get fake titties, you know what I'm saying? Then the the rap game is your oyster. You know what I mean? If you fucking rap about sucking dick for three whole ass songs, then girl, get ready. You know what I mean? And that's no shade to the women that's doing it because I feel like it it should be a fucking gambit. It's, you should be able to get a bitch who that's what she want to talk about, but then get another chick. And it's plenty of chicks out here who have actual lyrics that when I say actual lyrics, I'm telling I'm talking about giving you the story, giving you the journey of what they're really going through, have been through what people have done and what they've seen in their life. We should be able to, it shouldn't just be Cardi B and goddamn Nicki Minaj. That shit is disrespectful. You can't tell me that there aren't other female rappers out here that can lay out some motherfucking lyrics. It, it's 2018. There is no way in the hell there should not be more female rappers out here. Period. Point blank. I don't give a damn. And Iggy Azalea do not motherfucking count. Okay. This bitch is not, first of all, the fact that you from Australia and you giving us somebody whole ass other voice and you ain't mentioned a kangaroo in one of your songs, bitch. I can't trust you. Like I can't. I can't go along with this bullshit you talking about. You ain't even giving me your real ass background, bitch. You ain't, you ain't climb one eucalyptus tree, son. You ain't got no aborigines in your, in your team. I don't fuck with you. Nope. I don't believe you. Hell no. That's like, anyway. So I just want to give a report that the rap game is fucked and that's it. So congratulations guys. We ruined it. Um, Okay, um, Track Palin has been arrested again for domestic violence charges. This is the third time in three years now. Track Palin is the son, the oldest son of Sarah Palin. If you remember, she was the idiot who ran on John McCain's ticket in the 2008 election. Yeah, 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 yeah. 888, 2008, yeah. Um, she's from Wasilla, Alaska. You know, remember the one she could see Russia from her? I could see Russia from my house. Yeah. So, um, now for more detail and a little bit of backstory, her son, um, has been diagnosed with PTSD from his service in the Iraq war or while from his service, um, in Iraq. Um, but this is his third domestic violence. Not only is it his third domestic violence, but it's also, he's, he was arrested for, um, domestic violence, um, interfering with the investigation and resisting arrest by force and disorderly conduct. 
Now, granted, he is the son of someone who is in this, a part of the system and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's so crazy how Sarah Palin specifically and so many Republicans love to tout themselves as the real Americans and the blood of this country and the true and, you know, they represent the core values of this country and this, this, and this and all this other shit, Right. But, bitch, you can't even keep your house in order. Now, granted, he's a grown-ass man. And granted, you know, PTSD is real. But, you know, do I believe that he necessarily has PTSD coming out of her camp? It might, if he got it, I don't know if he got it in the war. I think he might have got it just in the house alone. I mean, shit. And I say that because... All of that, I mean, their whole makeup is fake and fraud all the way, right? Like, you remember all they, they how they were promoting themselves. Meanwhile, this bitch in a bikini shooting bears and all this shit. And that's not shade, but it's just like you can't act like you're above everybody else and that your version of wholesome somehow makes everybody else, you know, not worthy and your shit is raggedy, right? And it was speculation that... She, her daughter was pregnant and remember her daughter had three kids, but somebody decided to put her over to absent. Like they named her the ambassador of abstinence. This bitch got kids and you're telling you're supposed, we're supposed to believe that sh we shouldn't have dick. She getting it. Why can't I <laughs> like, that would be my argument, but she fucking, why can't I, who is she to tell me not to do something that she's, that's like somebody eating now letters in your face, but telling you that they bad for you, but they smacking the whole time. Mm, 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 mm. You don't want them. Oh God damn. Mm, shit. I done mixed the lemon and the, mm, mm, mm. is this grape and lemon? Oh shit. But no, 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 no. You don't want this. Don't have it. Mm, they all in 18. Mm, mm, don't do it y'all it is terrible that's how that would be my thinking of somebody who had dick and then trying to tell me not to have sex uh but bitch you you did it what the fuck right and here's the thing you can't have dick and then go tell me how bad it is and enough dick that you got pregnant you know what i mean and there's levels to dick it's like over the pants grinding dick right then it's like Dick with a condom on it, and then there's dick with no condom on it. Like, mama, wait a minute. Let me let me get it out, okay? I'm sorry, but just give me a second. Dick with no <laughs> And that's the actual, like, my voice is the difference. And dick with no <laughs> But it is. It absolutely is. So no, you don't get to tell me y'all shouldn't be doing this. Bitch, you're doing it right now in my face. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it's clear that her family has problems and it's clear that they have a great PR team. And not even that they have a great PR team. It's just that their base is so dumb that they'll believe and follow anything. Like it, that's really what it boils down to. It's not that they're, they have people that are creating a message that is so strong and so believable. It's not believable. None of this shit that these Republicans talk about or even try to get you to believe like it's believable or without question. It's, it creates more question than it actually answers, but it's just that their base is so dumb and, or so dead set on the results that they want. They'll go along with anything and, and, or 
this is white privilege at, at work. And I feel like it's probably a mashup of all of this. It's white privilege at work because this boy, Track Palin, this is his third arrest in three years for domestic violence charges, right? Um, he keeps going to it's domestic violence, his girlfriend, his parents, this latest charge, he beat up his dad and said his dad asked him to shoot him and uh, they have him for resisting arrest. And he's still alive, y'all. That's the thing about it, right? Because how many times have black people supposedly been resisting arrest, but then the video come out and they just stand in there like, officer, what did I do wrong? But And get kicked in the face, right? And I'm not saying that that's every case, but I'm saying that we don't necessarily get the opportunity to resist arrest. Like when white people resist arrest, they, they the fuck be resisting arrest. They be fucking playing tag, like keep away and shit from the cops. They be pushing cops over, legit running from the police and police finally catch up to them. They not kicking them in the face. They not fucking beating them with a, with a baton. They not tasing them in their balls 27 and 30 damn times. They're not doing that. They out of breath and they fucking come, pipe down. Come on, son. I don't want to hurt you. Please put your arm. You're resisting. Put your arm. Fucking get off of me. You fucking pigs. Get off. Black people won't even get a chance to do that. We are resisting arrest is us saying, officer, why, why did you pull me over? No, you can't search my car. That's resisting arrest. Uh, no, I want the, um, no, can you get your supervisor down here? That's resisting arrest. Not putting out a cigarette in your own ass car and the police saying, you need, um, wanting you to get out the car because you don't want to put out your cigarette in, in your own car. And instead of them giving you your ticket, all of a sudden now they want to arrest you. And then, then when you ask them why the fuck, you know, on what charge, all of a sudden now you resisting arrest. And if you don't know, that's Sandra Bland. I stumbled through. That was what the scenario that happened to Sandra Bland. And we see what happened to her. You know what I mean? But fucking white people will send police on a fucking three-day chase and shit and finally get arrested and ain't nobody said shit. Ain't nobody said damn boo. And of course, that's not necessarily every case, but the majority of damn cases, right? But that's the difference. You know what I mean? Like, the, that's, the, that's the way justice is presented to us. You know what I mean? That's the way we're conditioned to believe that we are are supposed to be treated that white people will get these kicked gloves and black people will get kicked. Right. So, um, just the idea that, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say that the time he served in Iraq, um, didn't give him, give him PTSD, but bruh, it was one year. I mean, I'm sorry that might sound mean, but bruh, it was one damn year. It's people that served in Iraq for tours, tours, and they not out here running up in their mama house and running up in their daddy house trying to shoot their mama and daddy. That's some other shit. That's some deep-seated shit that ain't got nothing to do with what, what the fuck happened in Iraq. What happened in Iraq might have exacerbated it. It might have added more fuel to it, but whatever that is that he's going through was before his ass went to Iraq. And the funny thing is, and what's fucked up is that uh, Sarah Palin was trying to blame the president at the time, Barack Obama, saying that he wasn't respecting the veterans. But meanwhile, Republicans like are known for cutting programs that veterans need for, I mean, the, the fact their stance on Obamacare, their stance on Affordable Care Act and shit like that. 
prove that they don't give a fuck about veterans because a lot of the people who are in these programs, a lot of the people who are getting the actual governmental medical, you know, that they are fucking veterans, the housing stuff that they normally cut the fucking, you know, minimum wage shit that they don't ever want to vote on. They don't ever want to increase. That is the fucking veterans that went and get and fucking risked their lives to protect this country and come back and get what? But Sandra, pa- but Sandra Palin, Sarah Palin trying to blame the president who actively was Y'all hear that microphone? Shit, that car was going to at least like 67. (laughs) I swear I heard him listening to some Ice Cube with some shit. Y'all heard it, right? (laughs) That was like a 2003. (laughs) The air pressure in the back tire is a little low. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway. But that's the consideration that white people get that black people don't get. Especially, I don't know. I can't imagine that black people in this country don't have some form of PTSD, whether it's something we've experienced firsthand or something that's passed down to us in our DNA, which science has already proven. So, um, you know, and I think that the thing about the consideration that they get is so plain and was so clearly on display this past week with the Kavanaugh hearings. Now, I don't know if y'all watch this shit, but this law and order Supreme Court is good as fuck. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm laughing, but it actually is disgusting to watch. It's a disgusting display and it really is about white people exerting their power. It's not about the law. It ain't got shit to do with the law. It's just about white people saying, this is what the fuck we gonna do and who's gonna check us. I mean, I feel like it's because we've all been talking about and everybody's been talking about the the idea of um, white people protecting whiteness right now. So that's very, very clear. But I also think that not only are they trying to protect it, they're trying to solidify it so that no matter what, as a whole society, we will know that you know, no matter what their ratio is, no matter if they become the minority or not, they still will do whatever the fuck they want. Um, so that's just, I mean, it's so, first of all, the idea that Republicans are so pressed to, for this specific dude, like there's no other fucking Republican that they can just put up. I mean, it's plenty of fucking weirdo ass Republicans who all think and believe the same shit that I think are probably real, like viable fucking candidates. But to me, the idea that they are so dead set on pressing this dude for it makes me believe that there's a whole other underlying thing that we don't have no fucking idea about. Right? Because the moment anybody accused him it should have been like all right well it's a rap here who's next but they're like no fuck it she's lying and da 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 but meanwhile he's clearly not even fully trying to defend himself like if he genuinely didn't do this right he should have been the first one like well let's get an fbi let's get the dna i mean dna let's get the um lie detector test whether it's admissible or not hell i watch enough more to at least know hell it's some form like it it gives you some kind of whether it's admissible or not right most of the time when they do the fucking lie detector test they go backstage and they be like come on just come clean 
if you really want to restart and you really want a chance to make your family work, you need to give her the truth. And nine times out of 10, them dudes be like, all right, I did it. I'm sorry. Right? So there is some validity there because I mean, Maury been on for mad seasons. So I'm saying, <laughs> but I do think, I absolutely think that there is some, whether you want to, whether it's, it's admissible and like, here's the thing. It's not a criminal case, okay? It's beyond a statute of limitation. It's not about that. So why not try to get to the bottom of it? For your own, for your own reputation. You know, he's talking about his reputation is tarnished. Your reputation is tarnished because you won't take the necessary steps to prove this woman wrong, right? Just you yelling, I'm innocent, don't make you, in I didn't do this. I'm innocent. Bruh, like his whole, I like I watched the hearings. I was watching this travesty and I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. So the woman up there answering the questions she's given. And she, first of all, she could not have been a better witness in my opinion. I mean, she wholesome as shit. I felt like every time they went on break, she went to go check a pie that was in the oven. Like she was serving wholesome as fuck, right? She had just the right amount of details without being so detailed. It felt like this bitch, you know, was coached or anything. Meanwhile, Kavanaugh can't give one straight answer. Kavanaugh is avoiding shit. People were saying, well, why not ask for an FBI investigator? I didn't do this. I, like, he sounded like such a fucking, like, every white boy in it. I didn't do it. Fucking, come on, man. Like, it was... Nothing about his performance, his attitude, nothing about what he presented made me feel comfortable with giving him any kind of power in any situation. I'm mad that this motherfucker is already a judge. I feel like can we rec like can we strip him of all of this shit? You know, and this whole well, you know, he was a boy that I don't care. That shit is not a defense, period. Whether he did it or not, like this, th that whole idea of, well, he was just a boy is a horrible fucking, um, it's a horrible defense, period. You know what I mean? I don't want a possible rapist sitting on the highest court because that means he already has a certain attitude toward women, a certain attitude toward males, power over women. And, you know, that that's going to, that is going to determine every decision he makes, you know, but above everything else, you know, while, uh, Christine Bay, Bailey, Balsey, I keep saying, um, Blazey, Balesey, Bay, Baisley, Baisley, while Christine Baisley Ford is sitting up there calm, you know, she's given a little bit of emotion, you know, and, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes when people cry, I'm always like, ah, let me, let me keep it all the way 100. Sometimes when white women cry, I'll be like, ah, right. No shade. I'm just telling you what it is. Right. I immediate and white people, I'm not saying y'all can't cry. White women specifically. I'm not saying you can't cry. I'm just saying when you cry, sometimes that should be feeling fake. Right. I said it. It is what it is. I meant what I meant. Right. But she was crying, she got emotional, you know, and it felt real to me, right? And this is not a partisan thing for me because at the end of the day, Republicans have the majority. So nine times out of 10, they're going to fill the seat, right? Um, but, and hopefully, honestly, I'm hoping that Democrats can 
stave the stave Republicans off until the fucking um, 2020. No, I'm sorry. Until November. So that hopefully, you know, Democrats can make the decision. And the reason why I say that is because to me, the Republican Party as a whole is compromised. Right. I think the Republican Party as a whole is is only siding with Trump to move. You know, they're already siding with him and he's clearly fucking dumb. They're all behind his back talking about how dumb he is. Meanwhile, they're supporting his stupid ass. So to me, if you can't, regardless of your party standing, say, um, something is really wrong in this situation. And I can no longer continue to remain silent and and stand by and watch this man completely disrespect the office of the president and and put our country in harm's way. Then that tells me that you don't really give a fuck about this country. You give a fuck about your party, right? So, to if so, because of that, I feel like Republicans should not be making decisions right now. Because none of them have the balls to step up and say, mm, no, let's not. And I know Jeff Flake stood up and said he wanted an FBI investigation, but Jeff Flake is just that. He's a flake. Like, he's been towing that little hoe-ass line this whole time, and all of them are worried about job security because at the end of the day, they are worried about this damn check, right? So I'm hoping that they can keep these these Republicans from filling this seat until the, after the election. And then, you know what I mean? We can get somebody in there who I think more supports moving the country in the right direction. Cause I'm going to be honest. These Republicans is giving me low key, high key, KKK, white nationalist, Nazi. And if we ain't careful, it, everybody going to be in a concentration camp in a couple of years. Our, I, I'm going on the record. I've said it before. I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if they change the rules and that all of a sudden the president is going to serve as long as he wants to. That is, that's my fear of them remaining in power. That's my fear of them getting that Supreme Court seat. That's my fear of them in any way giving Trump more power, any more power than he deserves, which sidebar, I don't even know how the fuck this man got FBI investigation going on, but still able to go check into the White House every day sir no uh-uh you ain't getting access to shit i don't want you you you're gonna get the paperwork that we allow you to get you not signing off on shit you're not making not now another and i meant now another decision until we get to the bottom of what the fuck is really going on sidebar did y'all see trump dumbass get laughed at, at the u.n <laughs> first of all there was a there was just a mm, mm, it was like mango flavoring pettiness that i just mm. Watching it, I just was like, this is tasty. Now, of course, it's very scary that the world is laughing at us, and they are absolutely laughing at us. It's even more, like, disturbing to me that this is the shit he said about Barack Obama, but there was never a point in Barack Obama's presidency where I felt like people looked at him and thought he was an idiot. Whatever you feel about Obama, you there was never... I don't believe that people, like actual people, not racist. I'm saying actual people who saw the work he was doing, saw what he was trying to do, saw him read and saw his, him, how he presented himself to the world. I don't think anybody in the world was thinking, Oh, he's such a fucking idiot. Right. 
ever. I, I would be surprised to have a conversation. with. I would be surprised to see, hear anybody say that that's what they thought. And I'm sure after a conversation and really getting into why they thought that, I would be like, oh, you're racist. That's it. That, that's it, right? Because statistically, it's already been proven that his president, like he has probably one of the most successful presidencies in the history of this country, right? I'm black. I'm going to say it was the best presidency, period, hands down. And I don't give a fuck what you, how you feel about it, right? That's just how I feel, you know? But Trump was good about saying, oh, the world is laughing at us. And, you know, Barack, they don't respect us. Well, guess what, bitch? They definitely don't respect us now. I mean, the idea of all the entire world, basically, and when the UN has their fucking yearly shutdown of New York, that is the world coming to New York. And Trump is in, he got a home court advantage and he's laughed at in home court. That's like LeBron playing in Cleveland and getting booed. I'm not saying LeBron right now. I'm saying LeBron while in a Cleveland jersey getting booed in Cleveland. Do you understand what level of disrespect that is? And this is the president of our... He ain't in fucking Israel. He not in Germany. He's not. He's in America getting laughed at on the world stage. And then turns around and says, oh, he told a joke. No, 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 bitch. You're the joke, but what you said wasn't a joke. The problem is, is that you said it in a room where you thought your actual supporters were. You thought you were in fucking, you know, bumfuck Kentucky or somewhere with all your toothless ass supporters. And I know that they not all toothless, but I'm saying if you support Trump at your core, you're toothless. <laughs> where all his fucking meth addict team is. He thought he was there and he thought he was going to get people to cheer. He thought he had the staged background. You know how they stage people behind him and they all look like they having a good time and shit. And they really fuck with what he's saying and that what he's saying makes sense. That's where he thought he was, but he didn't realize he was in a room full of people who actually read books and know shit and understand that facts are actual facts and that, you know, nobody is there to placate his whole ass feelings. You know what I mean? And, but here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, when he said, oh, I thought I, um, I said that to be a joke, you know, that's the one thing I've said it before. That's the one thing about Trump that I'll be like, I fucks with him for it because in his mind, you never going, he's never going to take an L. Even though he's absolutely taking L's, he's never going to acknowledge that he took an L. He the dude that trip, but then bust out in a jog. <laughs> Like, hey, wait up, nigga. Ain't nobody in front of you. Who? <laughs> That's who Trump is. So for him, he's never wrong. For him, it's never, it never goes bad. It's always exactly what he planned it to be, even though that's not, even though I'm sure he got off that stage, went in the back and fucking cried. I'm sure that bitch went in the back and bawled like a fuck. I don't understand why you don't fucking like me, right? But. When they ask him, yeah, oh, you know, I be joking and shit. I actually got, um, you know, Netflix asked me to record an hour, you know, comedy set because, you know, they know how funny I am. But I was like, no, I got to do this president thing. So I was like, maybe, you know, after I win 2020 and, you know, I can kind of take down. I don't have to be in the office every day, even though this motherfucker ain't never in that bitch. You know, I can take some time for myself. I'll record my comedy album. Like, that's the type of shit Trump would say. Because 
He, you know, so I say all that to say, that's who I'm going to be in 2019. Okay. So I hope y'all ready. I'm about to start doing live shows and it's just going to be me in a room with whoever the dude is that opened the door. And I'm going to be like, yo, yeah, I normally only like to keep it real low key. <laughs> he only, he, you know, I only gave away one VIP ticket for my live show. So, you know, he got the VIP ticket, but you know, I'm going to keep doing shows and maybe one of y'all will be lucky. <laughs> I mean, why not? You see where it got him, although, you know, being orange did help. But at the end of the day, you know, why are we out here being honest about shit when clearly when you lying to yourself, you get so much further ahead? Like, I'm going to start lying to me. <laughs> I'm going to start lying to everyone, okay? Like, I did. How was the show? Yo, that shit was ram. It was like 1,700 seats and shit. It was sold out. It was another 500 people outside, but I was like, you know what? Uh, it's too much. So it ended up being three people because I really like, I like my rooms more intimate. <laughs> okay, last sidebar for real. Um, uh, I just want to um, reiterate and, you know, just kind of reaffirm my stance that it's fuck Kanye for real. Um, and I know I said my last Kanye and I did mean that. So this isn't going to be a full rant about Kanye. This is just me. I'm just going to put a toe in it. I'm going to just put one toe in the, in the Kanye pool and pull it out. Not even a clean toe, like a dirty toe, possibly, you know, chip toenail polish, some other. I've been walking around outside. I'm going to just put that toe in the Kanye pool. And I just want to say fuck him. Um, because I feel like a lot of people was making an argument, oh, he has mental health issues and, you know, and you're right. I do believe that man has mental health issues, but I also believe that with those mental health issues, he needs to get the fuck off the mic and shut the fuck up. Okay. And because what he's saying does not serve the, his fan base. Like his true fans, not the motherfuckers that think he popular and they're like, oh my God, fucking Kanye, he's a fucking genius. But meanwhile, don't know shit about none of his songs or what they mean or none of the intention behind the songs. Or none. You know what I mean? So they some old hot Cheeto eating till t overdosing on hot Cheeto ass people. I'm talking about real motherfuckers that eat hot Cheetos because there's nothing, they can't afford to eat shit else. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about that kind of shit. If that make any sense, I don't know if it do, but I'm going to just... I'm I'm still going over it in my head, but my intention behind it was real. So I'm going to stick with it. So um, he gets on SNL and he goes on this whole fucking, um, because somebody told him he can sing. So he likes to sing and he's just doing this whole, I'm a black man and I want to cry because of the injustice in this country. But all while he got a fucking MAGA hat on. And then this bitch goes so far to say some shit like, you know, I was bullied backstage. I, they were bullying me. <sighs> now I will be the first person to say, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need dudes to be on some old, like have no feelings and callous and I'm a man. I don't give a fuck. I eat bricks. I'm a man. I don't need that. But also what I don't need is a grown ass man talking about he was bullied because people didn't agree with what he said. And you was bu bitch. 
you were how first of all how old are you Kanye get the fuck okay that's number one okay but number two if anything if we gonna bully Kanye for anything it's them terrible ass clothes that he's making if anybody if there's any reason to bully Kanye I would say that would be a reason like a full on roasting session like yo this old hefty bag fucking spring line ass nigga like that's a reason to bully Kanye right but to have a conversation with Kanye or say to Kanye, yo, why the fuck you got this hat on? And then you want to go out and then present to the world how like this fake ass consciousness, this fake ass, you know, I got my own thoughts. And then I want to, then I just read that this bitch talking about he want the laws that abolish slavery overturned. You know, listen, this is where I am with Kanye. My my position with Kanye is I don't fuck with Kanye on no level, but I damn near don't want to fuck with you if you fuck with Kanye. How about that? That's the level. That's the next level of fuck Kanye, right? It's the first initial fuck Kanye. But then it's like, you fucks with Kanye? Mm, I don't think I can fuck with you because you fucks with Kanye. All right. So, I mean, y'all take that how y'all feel. And I get it. He got mental health issues. But if that's your man's in them, go get that motherfucking microphone out his hand and tell this bitch to shut up. Period. And that's all I got for Kanye. All right, y'all. Listen, I'm about to wrap it up because I already done went over. Um, but thank y'all so much. Guys, we did it. We fucking did it. So I'm actually turning this off and I'm about to record my little uh segment break. So as promised, y'all about to get some segment breaks next episode. What? Uh 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 or something like that. I mean, that's not that was just me, you know, like off the top of the dome, because that's what I be doing. <laughs> Donald Trump voice. Oh, so uh, that wraps up this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. If you haven't already, please log on and follow um, Black Ass Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm more active on Facebook. I'm going to get the Instagram together. You know, it's a work in progress. I feel like Facebook and Twitter maybe um, are a little more active. So thanks to everybody that's already following. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so when it drops, because you know how it go down, you'll be like... Psh- what this bitch done put up an episode let me get off the toilet and go ahead <laughs> let me wash my hands so i can go ahead and download this shit um subscribe to the podcast on itunes stitcher soundcloud tune in player fm it's on the laugh laughly and laughable app and um it's not on spotify yet but i'm hoping to get it on spotify very very soon but anywhere you subscribe please make sure you leave a review i hope to get back to reading reviews in the next couple of weeks and um also you can support the podcast of course by joining the black ass village that's going to patreon.com slash black ass podcast p-a-r P-A-T-R-E-O-N, I'm sorry, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Black Ass Podcast and putting a little something in the collection plate. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And if you have a business in your city, if you have a business online, if you have something that you're doing and you would like to reach my audience, then hit me up, email me, let's put together a little promotion and then you can sponsor the show that way. So it's so many different ways, you know, that you can become a part of the Black Ass Village. Let me know, hit me up. Um, And of course you can find me, hrcomedy.com, all my social media and all that good stuff. All right, y'all, that's it. It's been fun. 
Y'all have a great, amazing, wonderful rest of the week. I'm out. Peace.